She left for work that morning, after a long night out drinking. She felt rather hungover, but still, she was a hard worker, so she made the decision to go in anyways. A little while later, she left her home that she shared with her husband and started walking the short distance to work. But somewhere along the way, she vanished. Welcome, or welcome back. I'm Cassie, and this is A Wicked World. The story that I have for you today is one that happened very recently, actually just this past August. So I gathered as much information as I could, but there's still not a ton of information out there as it hasn't gone to trial or anything yet. But if you do want me to update you on this story when I hear anything new, then just let me know in the comments. I just want to quickly mention, too, that there is a new exclusive case over on Patreon, so if you haven't checked it out yet and you want to, now's your time. The girl in today's story was young, happy, and driven. And sadly, it was all ended for her. This is the story of Soraya Hildebrand. Soraya Hildebrand, born as Soraya Barney, was born on September 6, 2001, in Idaho. Her mother's name is Meredith Barney, and she has several siblings. Soraya and her family moved to Utah when she was a child, and it's said that Soraya always had a positive attitude as well as an infectious smile. She was also part of the National Guard, where she worked as a combat medic. Soraya always had a passion for working in the medical field. When she lived in Utah, she attended Hillcrest High School in Midvale, but had moved to Alaska earlier in 2023. Soraya loved basketball, and she also loved animals. She had multiple cats and dogs as pets as she was growing up. And on top of all that, Soraya was also a warm, loyal, and hardworking young girl with a strong sense of purpose. Soraya Barney had joined the United States National Guard, so that it could pay for her college tuition and she could move on into the medical field one day. And while she was in basic training in the summer of 2022, Soraya met a man named Zarius Hildebrand. They began dating and the pair quickly fell in love. Zarius was known to be respectful, kind, and caring. He was also a cannon crew member, assigned to the 2nd Infantry Brigade Combat Team, 11th Airborne Division. He joined the Army in September of 2021 and was stationed in Alaska in April of 2022. Some of the things that Soraya and Zarius loved doing together was cooking meals and going exploring in the outdoors. They seemed very happy together, and shortly after they first met, in December of 2022, the couple got married. They were in love and got along just as well as any other newlywed couple would. Now, Zarius was stationed at the joint base Elmendorf Richardson in Anchorage, Alaska. So soon after their wedding, at the beginning of 2023, Soraya moved from Utah to Alaska to be with her new husband. Before she had moved to Alaska this year, Soraya had served in the Utah National Guard as a field artillery firefinder radar operator. 
Soraya's mother said that she had also moved to Anchorage because she wanted to get into the medical side of the National Guard, and for some reason it was quicker to do so in Alaska than it was in Utah, though I'm not sure what the reasoning was there. Soraya and Zarius lived together at their home on Mockingbird Drive in Anchorage. Things seemed to be going well for the couple, and Soraya was adjusting to the move well. She was making new friends, exploring the area, and even finding some new hobbies. So on August 5th, 2023, to celebrate Zarius's birthday, the couple went out with some friends. They had first gone to Dave & Buster's to play some games and have some drinks. But as the night went on, they Ubered to a bar in the downtown area. The couple had a great time celebrating and didn't arrive back home until around 2 a.m. When they woke up a few hours later, around 9 a.m. on August 6th, they were both hungover from partying the night before. But unfortunately, Soraya had to go in for her job at Bread and Brew, which was about a mile from the couple's house. But neither her or Zarius felt good enough to drive her into work, so Soraya decided to walk. Now, it was only a short distance, and she left around 10 a.m., but unfortunately, Soraya forgot to bring her phone with her. She only brought her wallet and her purse, which was rather odd. Zarius said that he discovered his wife was missing around 7 p.m. when he went to pick her up from work. It was at that time that they told him that she had never showed up for work in the first place. But Zarius didn't worry too much about his wife at first. I don't understand why, because she didn't have a cell phone on her, she hadn't arrived at work all day, and she hadn't contacted anyone. I'd be worried immediately when I found out at 7 p.m. But... Zarius decided to wait until 10 p.m. to start looking for her. He drove around, called her parents, called some of her friends, called the local jails, as well as the hospitals, but there was still no trace of her. Now, Zarius does not report his wife missing until the following day on August 7th, around 36 hours after she was said to have left from the house to go to work. That's a long time for somebody who doesn't have a cell phone on them and nobody's heard from in the middle of a new place, too. She just moved there not that long before. And the reason why Zarius said he waited so long to file the missing persons report was because he said he thought he might find his wife. And then he would find that it was simply a misunderstanding. The search for Soraya Hildebrand started immediately, but police and close to 100 volunteers, including around 40 people from her National Guard unit, were unable to locate Soraya during the next two days. Now, Zarius had made a Facebook post in which he shared a picture of his wife's missing poster, asking people to please share and repost. And Soraya's mom had flown in from Utah to help aid in the search for her daughter. Once there, Soraya's mother, Meredith, walked for hours with Zarius, looking for Soraya. During their investigation, police contacted staff at Bread and Brew, where Soraya worked. One of her co-workers told police that she had received a text from Soraya at 10.45 a.m. on October 6th, about 45 minutes after Zarius said she had left the house without her phone. The co-worker said that this text message said that she wasn't coming into work that day, August 6th. And the co-worker then replied back, telling her that she needed to speak to the owner if she was going to be calling out. A text from Soraya's phone responded, saying she didn't have the owner's phone number. The co-worker provided the phone number, but police verified that Soraya's phone never called the owner. 
The coworker and owner both told the police that they found this text message interaction rather strange because they both knew that Soraya indeed had the owner's phone number. And when police went and looked in her cell phone, it was there, saved under CEO of Bread and Brew. It's also odd because Zaria said that Soraya had forgotten her phone at home that day. So how did she text somebody 45 minutes after she left for work? I don't think it was her texting. Hmm. And when the police asked Zarius about this, he said that his wife's cell phone had indeed been left home, but he didn't know how the text messages had gotten sent. He had no good answer for it at all. As the police did further investigation, they found out that somebody had heard a gunshot at 2.45 a.m. on August 6th. This report was from a neighbor just across the courtyard from the Hildebrand's apartment. But when police had gone there to investigate early that morning, when the report came in, they hadn't found anything suspicious and left. The first time Zarius had spoken with police, he told them that he had stayed home the entire day that Saria had been at work. But then he later changed his story and said he had actually gone out a few times to run some errands. The reason why he changed his story was because detectives found some security footage from a local Fred Meyer grocery store. Of Zarius going in there three times that day, in fact. He made three separate purchases at 12.26 p.m., 6.21 p.m., and 10 p.m. on August 6th. The surveillance footage shows him exiting the store just after 10 p.m. for the final time. Between his three visits, he had bought a jar of marinara sauce, not sure what that one's for, a set of sheets, a mattress cover, a bottle of hydrogen peroxide, an empty spray bottle, as well as some personal hygiene items. When police spoke to Zarius at his apartment, they had seen two pistols, brand new sheets with the same brand that he had purchased at Fred Meyer sitting on the kitchen table, and they saw that his bed only had a mattress protector on it and nothing else. When police tried to move the mattress and search there, Zarius would not let them, finally saying that it was because it was something embarrassing under there, and it was sex toys. So, you know, police had never seen sex toys before, ever. When Zarius had been interviewed by special investigators the following day, at that time he claimed to only have one gun. That same day, police obtained a search warrant for the Hildebrand's home. They found that the mattress that Zarius was so hesitant for them to check was saturated in blood. So much blood that it was dripping down and had soaked into the carpet as well as the floor underneath the carpeting. A blood detecting spray also found that there was blood all over the bathroom, in the bathtub, as well as all over the floor. It clearly looked like cleanup attempts had been made. Two handguns were also removed from the apartment. One of them was fully loaded, and the other one only had one bullet missing from the chamber. There was no shell casing recovered from the apartment. Detectives also discovered that Zarius's phone data showed he was in the area of a Lowe's Home Improvement store on August 6, between 10 and 10.30 p.m. And upon further investigation, it was found that he had purchased a 96-gallon trash can with wheels. Crime scene investigators also found a black and red mop bucket at the apartment. 
the same black and red mop bucket that could be found in the same aisle as the 96-gallon trash can at Lowe's. Police eventually located the 96-gallon trash can. It was in the back of a landscaping truck. There was even blood around the rim of the trash can, but still no Soraya. Police also used an overhead drone in the search for Soraya. And once they had found this trash can, they sent the drone up in that immediate area to see if anything was nearby. It was then that down a trail next to where the trash can had been found, there was something spotted in a four by five foot storm drain. It looked like a pillow or something else light colored that looked similar. But upon further inspection by authorities, it was confirmed that it was indeed the body of Soraya Hildebrand. And it appeared that she had a gunshot wound to her left temple. Zarius Hildebrand was taken into custody by the Anchorage police. He was then booked into jail on the charges of murder, as well as tampering with evidence. He remains in custody at the Anchorage Correctional Complex and is being held on $500,000 bond until his next court date on October 25th. Soraya's mother, Meredith Barney, made a statement about her daughter. Most amazing, precious child ever. She's just always been looking for the future and happy and really, like, loved. She loved everybody. Everyone loved her. She said she began having suspicions about Zarius when he had called her from her daughter's phone because Soraya, being 21 years old, didn't go anywhere without her cell phone. But she was astounded by the alleged actions taken by her son-in-law. She had never seen any red flags in him or in the couple's relationship. Meredith and Zarius had walked around for hours searching for Soraya, and he knew the entire time that she was dead. He lied to her and many other people multiple times, as well as tried to act like the concerned husband. Her mother had actually been set to travel to Anchorage at the end of August to visit with her daughter and get to better know her husband. Soraya's family transported her body back to Mount Pleasant, San Pete County for burial. On August 18th, Soraya's body arrived at the Salt Lake City International Airport from Anchorage. The Army was able to take care of her transport from airport to airport, and Soraya was met by an Army Honor Guard, along with her father and stepmother, grandmother, brother, and two sisters. Her mother, Meredith, unfortunately was not there since she had to fly back to Alaska to testify in front of the grand jury regarding the ongoing case in Soraya's murder. There was a remembrance held for Soraya, put on by her old Utah National Guard unit on August 18th, 2023 as well. It was held at Camp Williams in the Sunrise Hall Chapel. Her funeral was held on August 25th, 2023 at the Mount Pleasant Cemetery in Utah. A private celebration of Soraya's life was held afterwards. Well, thank you for listening to all of Soraya's story today. It's crazy that there was no red flags seen in Zarius. He was either very good at hiding them, or he just snapped one day. But as of right now, Zarius denies any involvement in his wife's death. But we'll find out more once it goes to trial. And as I said, if you guys do want me to keep you updated on this case as new information comes out, then just let me know below in the comments. So if you do like true crime and you want to hear it from me, then don't forget to hit that subscribe button below 
and turn on those notifications too, so you'll know when I post a new video, which is two to three times every week. All right, until next time, thanks for watching A Wicked World. Take care, guys. Bye. Thank you for being patrons of A Wicked World. Adina, Amy, Angela, Angie, Kara, Lindsay, Mel, and Neoma. You guys rock. Now, there's even more of A Wicked World on Patreon. You'll have access to exclusive videos each month and more. Any support truly helps to make sure the victims never get forgotten and to highlight the shortcomings of society associated with each case. So check it out at patreon.com slash a wicked world or use the Patreon app.